Welcome everyone to our second episode of the 2016 well, it's season. A, it's kind of a third. We oh yeah, third. We, we did a two-parter. Two-parter yeah. two uh, of season two of Stat Speak. I'm Moses Messina. You heard Dominic Campana chiming in and correcting me. How you doing, Dom? As usual. <laughs> as usual. I was gonna correct you. Um, I'm good. Yeah. So as usual, you can follow us at Stat Speak. I'm like MD. I'm like David Price's FIP. I'm better than I look. That's the nerdiest joke I've ever heard. Well, you wanted to talk about David Price today, and I said, I don't want to talk about David Price, because he's so going to be fine. So we worked that in. But I just wanted to bring up his fifth. Okay. All right. Go on. Anyway, you can follow us at StatsBeakMD. You can follow myself at MosesMessina16. Follow Dom at DomC117. Uh, so we're back, you know, month in the seasons, May 10th. We're taping this today at uh, a little close to 3 o'clock on May 10th. And yes, we know this season is early, but we could make some machinations sure. on what has happened and Dom tee up the first one. Well, first, and to go back to that, we can if we talk about the predictions that we made. No, we, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Why? Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, because because you thought the Tigers and the Yankees were going to be good, right? The the t- and, and I thought the White Sox were going to be good, and they are. So. <laughs> we we both had the Mariners, so that's that's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, the Tigers have lost seven in a row and have given up five point one runs. During that, season. I bet neither of us had the Phillies being any good. No, no, they're eleven and three in one run games. This yeah. isn't going to last. Um, but anyway, to start with the show, we're going to go back to our normal um, structure of having numbers. Um, my first number is five thirty eight. That's Ryan Zimmerman's OPS with runners on base. Zimmerman is the oldest thirty one year old playing baseball right now. Not having a good year so far. Overall, six eleven OPS. Despite this, Dusty Baker has hit Zimmerman cleanup right behind Bryce Harper in all of the games Zimmerman has played this year. The Nats are 20-12, and 12. they're 10th in run scored in MLB, but this is absolutely insane. Bryce Harper, the other day, broke a record. He got on base seven times in a game. That's that's three intentional walks, six walks overall, and a hit-by-pitch. He only scored one run. Now, what even makes this crazier to me is they have a guy hitting 398 to spot after that. Dan Murphy is having a great start to the year, even though he has like a 430 BABIP, and he's two spots behind Bryce Harper. Moses, why, why is Dusty doing this? You know, the funny thing is, anytime you bring up Daniel Murphy's name, I always think of the Elton John song. Like, it looks like Daniel. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that's not his walk-up song. It or, totally should be. Yeah, it should be. All right, so why isn't he batting in right behind him? Well, the obvious thing is you don't want a lefty-lefty scenario, and that's what Dusty wants to guard against. And yes, he's hitting 444 against lefties this year, albeit small sample size, 12 for 27. His numbers as a Met did go down. It was 273. It was a 616 OPS in uh, 2013, 695 in 2014, 633 again in 2015. He's not your strongest hitter against left-handers as well. So that when you're doing that and you're guarding against bringing in a lefty to face Harper and Murphy, that's why. You want to sandwich it to put them in between. Secondly, I think everyone, it, we, it's hard when we're going to have these discussions because I'm going to say it's May 10th. Zimmerman can come through. But then again, Ryan Zimmerman shouldn't be batting in that spot. I you mean, could say Anthony Rendon could move into the fifth spot. 
That could be uh, another reason. I mean, you probably agree with the statement that I made, that Ryan Zimmerman is the oldest 31-year-old in baseball right yes. now. I mean, he's only 31 years old, which is not old at all, How believe me, as a 31-year-old. <laughs> but, but I mean, the guy the guy hasn't played more than 150 games since 2009. Only twice has he ever even played more than, or three times has he ever played more than 150 games. And he's, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm going to say to your whole lefty-lefty thing. I understand that, and I understand that that is that especially with specialization and bullpens, that it's obviously important to build your lineup around the handedness and people's abilities to hit. But when you have a guy like Bryce Harper, I don't care who's pitching to him. The thing is, if the hitters are good enough, then that shouldn't matter as much, and I don't think it matters. You're right; it doesn't matter. I keep saying the fifth spot, Harper bats third, so it would be Rendon right. It's move exactly. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't affect Harper, the left-handedness, but because if you put a guy... What's, Mar- what's Marvin hitting against? Lefties this year, he's 12 for 27, so he's hitting 444. So he's hitting one. Yeah, again, early. Right. Um, and Dusty did say, look, I'm not a right-now right guy, but I'm not a forever guy. So he has basically said, yo, Zerman has some rope, but I'm not going to hang him yet. Yeah. Um, and... I still I still understand it, especially if you're looking at cases where it, I know it's early. You can't you have to think about scenarios. They're facing the Mets next week. It's a lot easier bringing Jerry Blevins and Bastardo to face Murphy to face Harper and Murphy back to back. And again, and it to, is to now you make another team use three different pitchers. But again, to that I say. If you have a guy hitting as well as Murphy, who's probably the hottest hitter in baseball so far this year, and a guy like Bryce Harper, who's probably the best hitter in baseball, I don't want. I, I mean, Jerry, are you comfortable with Jerry Blevins facing both of them? In the, like, yeah. it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It matters a little bit, sure. You want to make the other team strategize and stuff you like just, that. You just it, want to make the other team burn, maybe another guy. To me, it's more. It's more this idea that that. Dusty Baker always has these old school ideals of keeping things the way they always are, and Ryan Zimmerman is the once face of the franchise. Not really anymore. But Dusty goes. Dusty also roams from a school. We talked about this a lot last year with Terry Collins. He likes the players to trust in him, so he wants the play, He wants. Hey, no, Zim, I'm keeping you there. Get it. Get it done. And I think that's the reason. He he, he hopes by leaving him in the four spot now. It could help him out in June or July when he's going to come through because his manager gave him confidence. Now, this also being said with Bryce Harper, guys, he's not Barry Bonds. Like, I, I understand not letting him beat you, but he's not. He's hitting. I know averages matter. He's hitting 260, but he can make outs. Like, he could make outs. That's the difference between Barry Bonds and. And Bryce Harper. Like, and Dusty did also mention that it took Bonds like seven, eight years. It wasn't until his mid-30s that Barry Bonds became a person that he was like, okay, I'm only going to get one or two pitches per game, and I, I'm going to mash on them. Like, Bryce Harper, oh. you could still get him out. And he was in a slump right before the Cubs series. So, guys, make quality pitches. Jake Arrieta was on the mound yesterday it, on Sunday and didn't want to pitch to him. It's well, I don't, I don't, th- I don't think that Joe Madden's idea of, of walking Bryce Harper is that big a deal. I think it was, you know, that's. I don't think it was a crazy idea, especially in that lineup, and especially with Ryan Zimmerman hitting right behind him. Um, the whole, the whole 
the whole Bryce Harper being Barry Bonds thing, though, I think we've reached a point past Barry Bonds' career ending where every new player that is kind of like him similarly is going right. to... It's like it's like the when next Jordan see, or the next Gretzky. Right. There's always, you're always, always looking for the next guy like that. When we always see someone get walked in an unnormal... Sort of, like, he was walked on Sunday with third base open. You don't normally see that. And when that happens, people automatically say, oh, he's... He's the next Barry Bonds, or like no guys, no. He he is very he. I. It's just frustrating to hear these things about uh, Harper and not knowing that, and and not knowing like, like, I don't even think it. It just could be. It it goes. It belies it. It's. I'm like trying to find words for this Nationals team because it's basically. It might as well be like a, an old '60s band. It's Bryce Harper and the Nationals because it, it, they don't have anything else. You're right, Zimmerman. Well, bad. and we talked about this before the show. Of all the teams that are having good starts of the year, the Nationals are the ones I buy the least. I don't. I don't. I don't buy Gio Gonzalez's two-two ERA. Joe Ross clearly isn't going to be this good all year. Um, Tanner Roark isn't going to be this good all year. Like, like the the craziest thing is that of their five starting pitchers, um, the highest ERAs are from Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer. So, is that really going to hold up all right. year? I don't think I'm buying this rotation. Right. And out, outside of that, I don't know what else is in their offense. They only have three everyday players with an OPS plus over 100. And, then and that's if, Dan Murphy, Bryce Harper, and Wilson Ramos. And if I read you the rest of them... Here are their OPSs. OPS pluses. 34, 55, 59, 60, and 80. Those are like end-of-the-year RBI totals. And these aren't guys that I think are going to get better throughout the year. Like Ryan Zimmerman, Jason Wirth. They're not going to get better throughout the year. The only one I could say is maybe Anthony Rendon still has a little bit of a breakout. And again, I, in one of the OPS pluses I brought off was Michael Taylor and Ben Revere's in the lineup. And Ben Revere isn't necessarily going to hit his way to a batting title no. either. So, you're right, there, but I do, because you also said their highest CRAs are Steven Strasburg and Max Scherzer, the fact they're 20 and 12 and those are their highest CRAs could also mean, okay, those guys are going to get better. Well, so those guys get better and then Tanner Roark and Gio Gonzalez. Well, Tanner Roark could be actually, remember, last year people forget that he was bounced back from the rotation of the bullpen. He was good in 2014. When he was their fifth starter. He was good in 2014. So why can't he be more like the 2014 Tanner Roark than this guy? I guess he could, but he's 29 years old or 28, something like that. I, I just... And he has a 203 this year. He's not going to keep that up. No. I mean, I, I don't see that happening. Of course he could, but I'm not buying it. Okay. Hey, I'm just trying to tell you that that your, uh, your division rival, I'm not buying. I am buying the Mets, although I don't like to admit that to you. But. The, look, the Mets, uh, and we'll talk about it on another, I think 56.4 is the number. A percentage of their runs have come via the long ball. They don't really score outside of hitting home runs, which is a far cry than when we started this podcast a year ago when we were talking about Michael Kadair batting cleanup. I mean, it's... It, it is an it is almost like a one a one realm offense, but I don't think that's going to be the case. Remember, they're in the stretch. Conforto also got cold, and Neil Walker got cold. Those are guys that are not popping it out of the park. They're going to be I mean, the line the Met, Like 
you be, the Mets' biggest problem right now is that they hit too many home runs. Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> like the start, the rotation's been good. The bullpen has been good. They've been scoring runs. The only problem is the way they score the, the runs. So the only problem is one of our, we score we hit too many home runs. And one of our five stars is kind of struggling. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, yeah. We'll move on to our second number because yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Well, we talked about the NL East just now with the Mets and Nationals. And let's go to the second number, which is 500. And that is the number... That is the number... That number is the winning percentage of the division leaders in the NL West. Now, I know it's only May 10th, but... The Mets and Nationals should probably pay attention to the NL West because we have kind of conceded the Chicago Cubs will be the best team in the National League. By rules of the playoff structure, the number one team, with the team with the best record, will face the wild card winner. So, the NL East winner will play the NL West winner as a 2-3 seed, and right now the NL West is in shambles. You have the Dodgers and Giants tied at first place uh, at... 16 and 16 and 1, 17 and 17. And then you have the D-backs and Rockies a game out. I just I just think that division is terrible, and it almost feels like if you're the Mets or Nationals, again, I know it's May 10th, but it's just easy. It's an easy pass to have them in the first round, while the Cubs will have to either face the loser of the NL East when the Mets and Nationals face either Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Jacob DeGrom, Noah Syndergaard, Matt Harvey in that one in that playoff series. So, well, I said this to you before we started, and I still say this: that it's insane to start talking about playoff matchups because, while of course it looks like it looks like the Cubs are going to be the one seed, even that you can't say for sure. Although I agree that the Cubs are the best team in baseball. Cubs right now, it's tough to four and a half really argue that over the Mets. Sure. I'll tell you the problem that I have here. Okay, right. the Giants, the Giants are three and ten when Jake Peavy or Matt Cain starts, and they're fourteen and seven in all their games. They're a good team with a glaring, gaping giant hole with the carcasses that they're trotting out there every fourth and fifth day. Um, I, I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that every team in that division is as bad as you're saying. I think that that's Dodgers. That's Dodgers stink. I don't think so. Dodgers I mean, they're, they are over 500. Let's not forget that. They are 16-5 and five right now. We, we... I mean, 16-6. and six. Oh, they're 16-6. and six. I'm yeah. sorry. They are 500. Um, well, okay. So, I mentioned... You, we just talked about the team... The guys with OPS plus over 100 on the Nationals were Harper, Murphy, and Wilson Ramos. The Dodgers only have three of their regulars with OPS plus over 100. It is... And one of them is Chase Utley. Yeah. The 37-year-old leg breaker... And then you have Jock Peterson. Man, you were so bitter against Chase. You you won the series, all right? <laughs> Ruben's fine. He's over, I don't know, he's on some other team now. St. He's... Louis. It, it, um, and Jock Peterson, who we knew about, we know about his second half serve. The third guy is Adrian Gonzalez. You're t- and we hear, I've heard like 10 stories about Yasiel Puig and how he's grown up. He's still not hitting. So, uh, great. Make a great throw that ends up on Twitter or I see a vine of every other week. Congratulations. You're here to hit, okay? All right. That, that's a silly statement. You can't take away from that the ridiculous throws that he makes. Congratulations. Like, so Great throw. You're hitting 235. 
David Wright has a higher OPS than you. David Wright's been good this year. No, I know. But if I told you... if I, I, was, I just thought you were I above bet, the typical Mets fan that thinks that David Wright hasn't been good this year. I'm just saying, I think he has if I bet money on April 3rd, who would have a higher OPS at this point? Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with that. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what's even harder with the Dodgers is that they're wasting another ridiculous season with Clayton Kershaw. 64-3. His strikeout-to-walk ratio. He's had 64 strikeouts and three walks this year. I mean, that's just insane. Yeah. Well, it's 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 not October, so that's why he's been good. <laughs> <Hey-o>! oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I, I, I just don't think, and we, we mentioned Arizona and Colorado are a game behind. I just don't think the NL West is good, and I think that we all talked before the year. I think this goes into the bigger problem of the National League. We talked before the year on how there are, Two teams in each division that are bad. We all said Phillies, Braves, Brewers, Reds, Padres, Rockies. All right, the Rockies, they have pitched a little better. And they're going to be a team where they're going to make their hay on the road and at home they just have to outslug, which has always been the Rockies thing. But John Gray and Tyler Chatwood have really pitched well. And Jorge De La Rosa have really pitched well on the road. We saw that series in. They actually Dodgers. have gotten some gotten some pitching. Chad Bettis has actually been yeah, pitching Chad okay. Bettis. Eddie Butler's had a couple of nice yeah. starts. Um, their pitching has actually been. So their, their starting rotation has actually been decent. Their their bullpen is a mess as always, but their rotation's been decent. Right. Um, so so then now that it's really the NL West that has struggled, it kind of makes a whole national league again. again it, I know we could you can always say it's early, but but they we could look at a point. There'll be three teams, and they'll there could be four teams in the National League with ninety five plus wins, and none of them will be in the NL West. It's tough to say. What are the four teams that are going to have ninety five plus wins? Because if you're going to like, are you going to include the Pirates in that? Because they're yeah. only two games over five hundred right now. Like I, I think they'll figure it out. I do too, and I picked them to win the World Series just a month and a half ago. And I'm not going back on that. I still think they're a really good team, and they're going to get better as Tyler Glass now comes up and and Jung Ho Gong gets gets rolling here and stuff like that. But um, we said it before the thing before we started here that there's two really good teams but, in the National League. Yeah. Some might say three if you include the Nationals. I already said that I don't. Right. And it's a it's it's a pretty big disparity, I guess. By the way. That being said, though, I think the Giants, if Samarja and Cueto keep pitching like this, Samarja, Cueto, and Bumgarner are at the top of that rotation, that team is going to get better. There's no way that they stay at 500 if the three of those guys pitch the way that they have been pitching. Buster Posey hasn't gotten hot yet. Their lowest OPS of their regular OPS plus of their regulars are Matt Duffy and Denard Span, and they're at eighty six and eighty nine. That's a exact. That's a team that's that should get better as the year goes on. Yeah, they have a good offense. The Dodgers, I could probably. And we both pick the Giants to win the West. Sure. Um, I I just but those did I? I thought I picked the Dodgers. Oh, uh, you might have picked the. Dodgers. I don't remember. No, I think we agreed across the board in the National League. Yeah, I think I just thought that the Dodgers were going to be better than you thought. No, the Dodgers stink. They're not. They're not good. I I can't stress that enough. They stink. They 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 stink. No, the uh, the Dodgers. 
Kenta Maeda has been good for the Dodgers. I'll admit that, but you don't know how the innings told. But Alex Wood, Scott Casimir struggled. He gave him another four runs. Well, remember when the season before the season they went out and they had they had a rotation like nine deep, right? They mm-hmm. had nine viable big league starting pitchers, and they hoped that a couple of them work out. Well, right. one of them's worked out. Kenta right. Maeda. Everybody else has been terrible. Yeah, they've been hurt or terrible. Scott Casimir can't stop giving up home runs. It's it's a uh, Scott Kazmier gave up a home run to a left-handed hit. The Mets entering last night only scored three runs on a left-handed starter this year. And they gave up, and Scott Kazmier last night gave up four himself. It's not good. And it's, it's, and the Dodgers bullpen outside of, uh, um, Jesus Christ, Kenley Jansen hasn't been good either. So mm-hmm. you you take that into account. They've been poor in the eighth inning. I believe their ERA in the eighth inning is over seven. So all these factors. That's why I just you still have Pedro Baez and Chris Hatcher. Well, I was arguing and was, JP Howell in that bull. I was arguing for for the Giants to. But some of those guys are good. You always anyway. I was arguing that the Giants are going to get better. I'm not arguing that the Dodgers are going to okay. get better. I I think. You know they have talent. They have high price. They have high price talent. Um, so forgot about all their players because they're only high priced. Yeah. Um, and we're punting on Arizona, right? I wasn't into Arizona at the beginning of the right. season. I'm definitely not they're now. Shelby years. Miller shouldn't even be in the big leagues right now. The guy had one good start all year. Relax. He shouldn't be in. He's the been a tr- he's been atrocious this year. I you know he has an ERA right around where Sonny Gray has. You, should he be in the should Sonny Gray go in the minor leagues too? His ERA is is way higher than Sonny Gray's. No, it isn't. This is this is the exciting part of the podcast where we go where we go look that up. Uh, <laughs> Shelby Miller's ERA, unless it's like over seven, it is over seven. It's, it's over it's seven. A, it's a seven three six. And Sonny Gray, even after getting rocked at, at in Fenway last night, is at a six. Jesus Christ. Seven threes. Yeah, he's been bad, Ooh. dude. Anyway, I think we can move on to our next topic. I think we've we've decided this topic into the ground here. Shockingly, there's no Yankee starter with a seven three six ERA. And that would lead to our next number is eighteen. That's the number of losses the New York Yankees have. And That's your number for the Yankees, I really went out on a limb there. 18? Yeah. Well, the reason why I say 18 is it. that number is more than the combined losses of the Cubs and White Sox. Okay. So, the New York Yankees, the prestige franchise in baseball, stink. But, mark my words, they will be in first place at some point this year. And here's why. They got off to a poor start offensively and everyone panicked because, like you said... They are an older team, and when you have older players, sometimes the clock strikes midnight on their career. Alex Rodriguez looked horrible early in the season. Mark Teixeira is still rounding into form. Carlos Beltran was struggling initially. So the thought was, okay, the Yankees, this ain't their year. Alex Rodriguez started to get a hot until his hamstring injury. He hit about five home runs in seven games. CeCe Zabathia even pitched well until he got injured. Now the Yankees have their prime bullpen they've always wanted with Chapman, Miller, and Batances. Their starting pitching's gotten better. Evaldi threw eight innings against the Red Sox on Saturday. Tanaka has pitched well all season. The only crux is Severino, who did look good on Sunday night despite the, the home runs he gave up to Big Poppy and Dustin Pedroia. 
I think the Yankees are just rounding into form at this time. I think I think it's amazing that you just like can't give up on the Yankees. Like I think they've done nothing good so far this year. They look terrible in all aspects uh, by of the, the ball. Way, quick they as, don't inspire confidence well, quick, in, like, a, quick aside. No one can see it, but the frustration on Dom's face when he because you don't give up, like, and it's not even like a bias against the Yankees. I don't care if I thought the Yankees were a decent team this year, I would say it. But I don't understand how you can look at this team and this roster and what they've done so far and think that they're good. Jacoby Ellsbury once again can't stay on the field. Their best offensive player this year has been Brian McCann, maybe Starling Castro. Who, after I went to the Yankee game last night, a lot of Yankee fans are done with Star on Castro. And he's he's the only guy hitting on the team. <laughs> he's the only guy hitting. <laughs> Yankee fans are absurd. Uh, look, I, I honestly think they hit five home runs last night against Kansas City. This is a big week for This was a big homestand for them. They had three against the Red Sox. They have three against the White Sox this coming weekend. And they're in the midst of a four-game series against the Royals. I do think, and A-Rod's going to come off the DL soon. They said they don't expect it much more past the 15 days for his hamstring injury. It was a grade one. I, I just think the Yankees, I'm not... I truly believe this is a terrible team. I truly believe that there is no, there are very few positives on this team. What starting pitcher on the Yankees inspires confidence? In Tanaka. You? Tanaka. Okay. Just answering that question. Barely. Tanaka, maybe... Uh, I still don't look at Tanaka as an ace. I still don't see him going to a start and say that's win day for the Yankees. Why? Well, you, I think you think so because he's the only one that they expect to get he a win. He has a two two ninety ERA. He has a whip of 0.92. What What do you want from him? I mean, I think the they're only, only three and three when he when he starts. So well, that's more of it. I think two of his losses, his last two losses, he threw eight shutout innings against the Orioles. They lost in eleven or ten innings. He he gave up to two run hit to Jackie Bradley Jr. A situation he should not have been in. He should Batanza should have been in that game. We should have updated Jackie Bradley Jr. By the way, after all the talk about him last year, he's on a fifteen game hit streak. The guy, which can't. then leads credence to my point of that argument. I know this is a two week old argument. Tanaka should have won that game because they should have gone to Batances there to face Jackie Bradley Jr. But he's only the nine hitter, so why do they do that? But no, that was look. I was giving you a re. You said that it was absurd that they left in Tanaka and at the or they what did they took out Tanaka? They took out to, They left in Tanaka to face Jackie Bradley Jr. after he retired Ryan Hennigan. So you're an ace. Wait, wait, wait. You're gonna argue that this guy is an ace and he's the only guy that inspires confidence in that staff. Yet you're going to question they're their leaving him in to face one more batter who was the nine spot in the lineup. What would the game. Royals do in that spot? What would the Royals do in that yeah. spot? I mean... They'd probably go to Herrera, right? They would They would go to Herrera. Okay. But what, did, are they, what, are the Yan- what was the Yankees' main strength entering this season? Their bullpen. First game what of the series. That that's, first, that's, first game of the series against your arch trial. And they were slumping at that point. And you had a 2-0 lead with seven outs to play with, and you had arrested Batances and Miller in? Why don't... That is literally the situation you use Batances and Miller in. And again, I further the point that if that game happened tonight, Tanaka definitely doesn't pitch, because then they have Miller, Batances, and Chapman. How about the thought that when your rotation is that bad behind Tanaka... That you might want to save as many bullets on those two guys' arms as it's you can like, on Tanaka it's Day. It's not like it was the sixth inning. It was the seventh inning. 
It, it, he gave Again, you six and two thirds. It was the nine hitter on on your, and it was your supposed ace who had been having a good start. You can't tell me that. You, like I don't understand. Like, if this it was, was 19, such a if crazy. If this was nineteen eighty seven, sure. It's it, we're in two thousand sixteen with that ace bullpen. You take him out. By the way, Tanaka has the second lowest ERA among AL East starters behind the immortal Stephen Wright, not the comedian, the knuckleball pitcher, right. who threw a complete game on Sunday night. So I do think Tanaka is an ace. And then you look at the rest of the rotation, yes, we know the Nathan Eovaldi enigma. Pineda, I mean, ugh, these numbers. 478 for Evaldi, 573 for Pineda, 612 for Severino, and CeCe Zabathia at 318. Ivan uh, Novick threw four and two-thirds innings last night. He was on a pitch, strict pitch count. He looked good in his first start. I, I do look at the AL East right now. The Red Sox can hit. The Orioles can hit. It's the pitching I'm worried about. And I, I think this is the worst this Yankee rotation is going to do. Um, I, don't, I don't think the Yankee rotation has a lot of upside. I think Rivaldi might. Pineda, maybe. Severino should probably get sent down at this point. Why? Why does everyone just want to send people down? Because he's a 22-year-old kid who's struggling. That's not... Wait, wait, wait. Don't act like that's like an abnormal thing. For a 22-year-old kid to have a rough month and a half stretch and he gets sent back down to triple A, it happens all the time. But I'm also saying, to your point, you're saying the Yankees are a bad team, correct? I think the Yankees are a bad team. If they're a bad team and he's a 22-year-old kid, let them figure it out here. Well, they're also a bad team with the second-highest payroll in baseball. So, it depends. Like, are the Yankees in rebuilding mode? I don't think so. But if well, they are, they then also sure, keep no them one up. else to keep take his spot right now. Well, that, that might that be That might true. change if CeCe comes back. The Yankees' ERA is 18th in the majors at 4-4-1 among starting pitchers. That is right in between the Marlins and Angels and ahead of the Royals, who you keep thinking is a good team. They have a 4-5-7 the first place Red Sox, they have a better starting pitcher here right now. The Red Sox starting pitchers actually haven't been that bad. That's that's been like kind of the uh, the outside of David Price. Stephen Wright's been very good, very good. Cy, uh, Cy, Cy Wright. Wright. That's everybody keeps. I love it. No one says that. Uh, what about Clay Buckholz, favorite pitcher? I mean, Clay Buckholz. I'm I'm I've been done with him for years. But Rick, I mean, how about Rick Porcello? Prior to Seton Hall Prep. We haven't even talked about Rick Porcello. Uh, 5.90 is Clay Buckholz's ERA. Yeah, Rick Porcello's ERA a two is 2.95. Nine nine uh, yeah. Okay. I don't. We're not talking about the Red Sox because we'll talk about them in a month and a half when yeah. they're still in first place. Because, by the way, they're in first place. So you can give them crap all you want, but they're in first place. So. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't mean doesn't mean eight. As you said, it's May tenth. It doesn't mean anything. They yeah, are tied for first place with Baltimore. Also, so and Toronto is still only three games back, and they haven't clicked on all cylinders. I didn't say that they weren't tied with somebody. I just said they were in first place. Okay. Yeah. The Yankees are bad. I don't understand the argument that they're not. They, so that, I, that, I, that's that's. I mean, if that's your third number, is you're going to try to defend the Yankees? Then like I I just. I don't see it, and I don't think you really gave me any reason why they're gonna why they're gonna come back. I just gave you a ton of reasons. They have their whole bullpen in in, in shape. Their bullpen. Look, I get it that when you have maybe three of the top five relievers in baseball, that you shouldn't really matter that much about the rest of your bullpen. But the rest of the bullpen is very it's bad. It's awful. It's very bad. And Tyler Yates has been good. I think he's going to get a lot more innings. 
I'm chasing a Shreve. You mean right? Kirby Yates? Did I say Tyler Yates? You said, you said Tyler. Who's Tyler Yates? I don't know. Is he a former quarterback? Feels Cur- like a, Kirby feels Yates. Like, feels sure. like a Texans quarterback. Definitely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he came out of A&M. <laughs> no, Kirby Yates has been good. Fine, but Chase and Shreve has been well, very bad. Well, Girardi just wore down Chase and Shreve last year. And Barbado, Barbado is the guy they bring in when they're down six. Barbado's not even on the team right now. Barbado's in the AAA. He is. They send yeah. him down. Yeah. I, they send down all these guys. But they got Phil down. Coke. Yankee legend Phil, Phil Coke, Coke is back on the team. Did and have a good outing. Sign him off the street and put him right on the roster. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. For our, uh, They also have another 2009 World Series champion in their system, Nick Swisher. Who I'm sure, and we've watched the Yankees for many years, thanks to our friend Ryan Karras and my friend Adam. Uh, we know Nick Swisher is going to get called up and go on like some tear. See, I don't. I'm just going to say. I'm just going to say this real quick because we're probably going to be done here pretty soon. But I heard. A, I heard a couple of Yankee fans talking the other day about, oh, man, Jacoby Ellsbury hurt again. I hope he hits the DL because then we can call up Swisher. Yankee fans, are you delusional? Is it, are you delusional if you think Nick Swisher's going to come up and be even half decent, and you'd rather have him in your lineup than Jacoby Ellsbury? I understand that Jacoby Ellsbury is two years past being any good, but Nick Swisher, Nick Swisher is is not the answer. Nick Swisher's actually started to slump. He was hitting over three hundred with an eight like ninety OPS a few weeks ago in Scranton. He's now down to a six ninety two OPS. Still three. This guy runs. can't even have a seven hundred OPS in Scranton. No. And and he's and Yankee fans want him to come up because it's the pride of the pinstripes, it's the mystique and aura. Which is your which I feel like is your whole argument here. <laughs> which is your whole argument as to why the Yankees are going to get better. There are people that are going to listen to the podcast and still think I'm like a fake like closeted Yankee. You fan. are. I've been I've been saying this for so long. I was just you are a Yankee no, fan. You I'm just need to fan. admit it. I'm not a Yankee fan. Just admit it. No, if I was a Yankee fan, I wouldn't call Derek Jeter a punch and Judy hitter that got lucky. And didn't have balance and fell into the stands that one time. Wrap it up, Dom. All right, we're gonna call we're gonna call it quits on this. Um, I know it has been a while since we did the last one. We never know; schedule's getting crazier, but we're gonna try to do it a little more frequently here. So come back to Statsbeak, tune in next time. We'll probably be talking about how dominant David Price has been lately. Um, we'll be talking about the Mets coming back to Earth. <laughs> no, um, we won't. No, we won't. Who knows what we're going to talk about? By the um, way, in that stretch, that by the time the next time we talk, the Mets have three more against the Dodgers. They'll have six meetings against the Nats. Um, they'll also have another series against the Dodgers. How and long is it going to be before we before Maybe we have another June? podcast? I, I think we're going to get get before Jen. We're going to do it before Jen. Okay. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'm Dom Campana. He's Moses Messina. The Yankees are 11 and 18. It looked 12 and 18. You sold them. Sell them short. 12 and 18. Right. 12 and 18. Uh, Anyway, you have anything else to say, Marcus? I got nothing. I got nothing either. All right. All right, we're going to leave you guys. Have a good day. Bye.